Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy in Dear Abby. My wife is working out of this single woman, Dear Abby. She thinks way too much of She had to get married. Dear Pod. I am going at 2 o'clock to a free seminar. On transcendental meditation. Oh God! <laughs> I want to <Okay>. go. <laughs> Come on! No, I thought you got to trust me on I, this. TM is the way to some... go. Oh, okay. Is uh, this like that Carrie, Katy Perry thing? A Katy Perry thing. It's an every. It's an every famous person thing, and I'm very curious about what happens in TM. But I did. I, I have meditated so hard that I've passed out and peed my pants before. True what? story. <laughs> I was in high school and our, I don't know why our creative writing teacher was like, here's a good idea. Let's have them meditate. So she brought like 20 16 year olds off of the grounds, off of the school grounds to meditate and to a church, a church basement. Like nobody, I don't know who okayed this. I think it's bizarre from top to bottom. And she made us all sit in a circle with our backs facing inside the circle in the basement of a church. And she was walking us through a meditation. This is the first time I ever tried this. And I think dangerously low blood pressure and the fact that I'd be somebody who's very open to hypnosis because I can go down very hard, very fast. Good to know. That's what Jim said. Oh. And so we're we're meditating and our backs are facing inside the circle. And And she's like, everybody breathe, close your eyes, picture yourself walking out the back door of the church and you're walking into the woods. And that was the last thing I heard. I remember seeing the floor coming towards my face. That's all I remember. And when I woke up, everybody was shuffling out behind me and I heard the teacher say, all right, children, just don't turn around. Don't turn around. Everybody just keep walking, keep walking. Don't turn around. And I was on the floor. I had passed out dead. And my friend Anissa was hovering over me because she was the only one who was left in the room with the teacher because she was a good friend of mine. And she was like, so what happened? She goes, uh, you passed out and uh, you kind of lost control of everything. <laughs> it's And this is Boston accent as best I can. It sounds sure. a little New York-y. Sure. You lost control of everything. And I peed all over the church basement floor. What is wrong with me? What All I was doing was meditating. And you want to go to a seminar today? Yeah, I want to see what's going to happen. <laughs> I'll yeah. let you know once I've dropped 10K on it. Oh, gosh. It's very expensive it's to be It's very sick. expensive. So Chicago, you were there for how many days? Thursday night. Well, actually, no. I guess Friday morning to Sunday. Okay. Quick hit. Quick. I realize every time I go home, it's a little stressful because since my mom was older, I now walk into, I don't walk into our family home. I walk into some old lady's house. It, you mean like it's it stifling? so hot in here. Oh, God, it's like I'm living like, like an old lady she's already. Like, I, I, I turn the fan on. I'm like, where? Where is this fan? We need like an industrial-sized fan. She's like, I turn the fan on in your brother's house. <laughs> right. It's like when you lay down and you're just like looking at the ceiling. You're like, I'm going to die right here. Why are these sheets so heavy? Why do I have a chalk outline around me? <laughs> but like it was just everything. <sighs> it was like everything. a Tennessee Williams novel. Yeah. Every morning like, you woke up and you said to Marcus, show is hot today, father. He'd look at me in the other twin bed and like, this can't go on. One slow, sad moving ceiling fan yeah. just idling. Uh, 
So you were there for three days. Did you see family? What was the yep. point of this? Tons of family. Tons. It was like and are they listening to the pod? I think my family's friends are. Definitely not my your sis- family directly. Probably not. Yay! My, my sister's friend Jen loves the podcast. Okay. And I love that. Jen. I do love Jen. Also, oh! I just found out that my job is down the street from Jeffrey Epstein's apartment. No! I've been walking you found past, that out the hard way. I've been passing this for like four years, four plus years because I used to work for Ralph Lauren. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and now that I don't live or don't work that far from there, I was passing it all the time unbeknownst to me. And the other day when they, they were like ransacking his house, I was like, what's going on here? Because it looks like it's a museum because <gasps> there's a museum across the street. And, and I'm like, what's happening here? And his doors, like his front doors are like... The doors in the Wizard of Oz, like, like who rang that bell? <laughs> like, <laughs> and that was an actual kid, <laughs> unfortunately. But that's the size of the doors for his house. Of course. How are you going to keep them from getting out? You got to keep the handles too high for them to reach. Incredible. Jeez. Were the doors open? Did you see stuff inside? Well, I didn't know who's... It, I just thought it was like something was happening in this museum. So... That's creepy. Yeah. Ooh, I want to see pictures. Well, you saw that one picture of Bill Clinton wearing the blue dress, right? What? No. Do I have to Google this right now? Yes. He was wearing the blue dress? <clears throat> well, he had like, I think he commissioned or he bought this painting of Bill Clinton in like side saddle and <gasps> chair. Wait, is that real? Yeah. That's... He really posed like that. No, I don't think he posed Oh, was it. somebody, he looks like Caitlyn Jenner. It looks like they <laughs> like superimposed his head on Caitlyn Jenner's body. Oh, and he bought this? That existed in his house? Mm-hmm. Epstein had a painting of Bill Clinton in dress in townhouse. Wow, that is a really specific... Especially for someone who is allegedly friends with him. Like, can you imagine going to my house and there was a picture of you, like, in a dog costume, like, yeah, eating actually, trash? Yeah, actually, I can Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, Aaron, I had this. I just had it done. It was just a local What are you mad about? Come back in. No, let's have some... It's a Sara Lee coffee cake. Relax. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's not worth the Sara Lee coffee cake. Just don't cake. go in the bathroom then. That's the picture of like you passed out <laughs> urinating all over yourself <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> That's that was what's a missing joke. from this that house. Was a joke. No, no, it's just a thing. Don't you have this in your house? Don't you know how much I like you? Oh my God, I'll oh get one done God. of me for your home. It's fine. fine. I'll do, I'll sit for like one of those taco things. Put it over the toilet. Yeah. One of those, it's just me eating a taco and a thong. It's a th- Where are you going? Oh, my God. I really should read the news more, you know. <laughs> don't die. Please don't die. Guess what? It's time to welcome you all to Dear Pod, welcome. the comedy advice podcast. I am your host, Peebo Bryson. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> and? <laughs> and I am Monica Lewinsky. <gasps> in a snazzy blue dress and coming to you from the Maha Bar in the no beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? <sighs> Fairy oh dust. God. I feel magical. Lighter. That's amazing. Unicorny. I really like that sound. That was really nice. Well. Welcome back, when, good when I, people. When my spirit explodes from my body. When it's I so gentle. Throw myself into an oncoming R train. 
You know, when people's spirits leave their body, people are like, oh, you can hear a sound. Mine will be ah! like, it's going to be aggressive. I'm not going to go gently into that good night. Hmm. What if it's more <laughs> just like a. Odds are that's probably more accurate. Well, because that's what happens with your body when you die. It's what happens when I meditate. Well, when I I'm, die, I've been doing it this whole time. Maybe you're dead right now. Oh, shit. I've been, dead? It's a weekend at Bernie's thing <laughs> we're doing here. Uh, and uh, yeah, so so welcome back. This is Dear Pod Official Comedy Advice Podcast, where we look at old-timey writing advice columns to see if their wisdom still holds up or if it's just ridiculous, and basically just so we can smack talk everybody and everything. If you haven't already, please rate, review, subscribe. Dear Pod Official across the board, at Dear Pod Official. And please continue to email us. We have a couple doozies this week I'll for say. advice questions. Uh, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com is where you can go. And when you follow us on Instagram, you can get recipes for our fabulous cocktails and pictures of us and general jackassery. Correct. Right. So this week, our topic is school. School. Because it's back in session. That's a good school. School's back in session. What? Which, uh, it, it, do you ever get anxious at this time of year? Do you feel like you're going back to school? I don't want to talk about it. It makes you nervous, doesn't it? September's not a good month at work. <gasps> Why? It's tense. Family Why? comes back from their vacation, which, let's be honest. Oh, come on. Is only Your life is a vacation. Um... So it's a little stressful. The focus then oh. returns to the main residence. Everybody's back. Oh, God. all hell breaks loose. And that's when I get like notes on top of notes on top of notes. And that's how I begin my how day. How many years has it been now? It's been two. It'll be two and a half. Two falls. This Three is summers. your last fall. This Three is. Summers. I'm putting it out there. Hey, pod people, give Patty a job, please, for the love of Christ. If anybody's listening at Apple, at Spotify, or whatever, I don't give a shit. I just want, I just want you back. I want you to be better. I can run to Texas and back, but my show again. She never could. I want to know why. Every time, every time that's on, I will watch it, and every time I will cry. How did she not win an Academy Award for that? She didn't. No. She was she nominated? I don't know if she was robbed. I'll say. Oh, all right. Shall Our time has come to talk about Our one of the most come. awkward. Speaking of school kids, it is school time. School. I, <laughs> I, I choked on my own. <laughs> Margaret Hamilton, I, our special guest. Thank you. School time. Who kids want to go to school and learn things? Ah! <laughs> I'm choking on my own throat here. Oh, choking on my own rage. So let's talk school. I mean, I want to see where this is going to take us because okay. I have a really fun article. School. School. School is back in session. In your hearts and your minds, parents are very happy. Children have gone back. And we don't have kids here at Deer Pod, so... <laughs> Stupid. Oh, God. Yes, but here we are. You laid Childless down to create it. But there is something that happens to me in August where my brain feels automatically like it is going back to school. Like, I miss. I loved school. I was good. I loved college. I loved the idea that in the middle of August, I would pack up a car and head back to school. It was very comforting to me. So at this time of the year, I always feel like that that something inside that that's happening again. 
So I pretty much just go down to uh, NYU and watch people move into dorms, mm. like Jeffrey Ep- Epstein. I'm just a creeper. Uh, I just like the the back to school supplies. That's that's the only thing. I'm like, I need to buy something. I need a trapper keeper. I need trapper some, keeper. I need some pencil toppers that look like bananas with a smile on. I need a Lisa. What was the the folders by Lisa something or other? What? I need to look this up. Or like you know, like Lisa who? Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bone, Lisa Frank. I need a Lisa Frank trapper keeper. What is that? Oh, it was always like gaudy and and it was always the most important thing. Everybody saw your Lisa Frank trapper keeper. Oh, I'm look it up someday. It. It's just like multicolored. Wacky. I got a classic trapper keeper because you kept it. You were always timeless in your style. I'm much more trendy. Mm. What's happening right now? Is it a bubble skirt? I'm in. Back to school shopping was always a big thing. I loved trying on clothes, except I hate, I always had to go with my mother and you try on your back to school clothes. See Lisa Frank trap there. Lisa Frank trapper keepers were like an acid trip. Yeah. That's trash. Yeah. It's absolute trash. I never had to try on anything. See, I had to try on clothes, but my mother would always take me for pants and she, I'd walk out of the dressing room and she was like, we need to test the crotch. And she would hold the pants by so like the but the button mm-hmm. by like the fly and just pull in and out and in and out and Why? like basically be punching me in the stomach to make sure there was enough room in the pants for your what your dick for, yeah well it was hard to conceal at a certain point I was like ma I'm 21 I'm tucking and taping this could you please get your hands out of your out of the waistband again. you know again yeah she would always test <clears throat> it and I was like ah, ah like I'm I'm pretty sure I got scoliosis that way oh I like that. Mm. Well, shall we commence? Let's do it. Let's talk school. Do you want to start us off? I can. I also like the first day of school, the smell, because they've just like buffed and waxed all the floors. Yeah. The linoleum. But there is like also a book smell that's still there. Something very familiar. Yes. Did you have to cover your books in paper? Brown paper? Yeah. Like we were really preserving them that much. I mean, they were horrible to begin with. They looked like shit, and now we're covering them with brown paper to try to, you know, polish the turd. I was raised on old books, like my entire life. Like, so all the history books were out of vogue, like, ah! Like, that didn't What that happened didn't happen. in the Civil War? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> like, that? that's not real. That we didn't st- happen. We still have slaves? <laughs> I, I think confused. I'm going to need some updated books here. I'm confused. Open anyway. the purse strings, Chicago. <laughs> the fact that I was ever tested on the Bible was an amazing thing, because I don't have the attention span to read... Anything in that small font and that thin of paper. Did you go to a Catholic school? From kindergarten through uh, senior year of high school. Oh, my God. Well, then I went to one year of, um, well, I went to St. Norbert for a year for college. But that's still a saint thing. That's still- True. You still were very Catholic forward. I went to rough and tumble Boston suburb public school. That's when you just dealt meth in the lunchroom? I wish that we had meth. No, we were not that, that cool. Oh, because I we just thought nerds. that, you know, like, that's like, like every- No, Boston it's not movie. like I was in um, Dangerous Minds with Michelle Pfeiffer. That's too bad. She didn't show up and flip a chair around and straddle it and be like, listen, here's how things are going to work, Arlington. I would have liked it if she just like pulled out a giant ladder and crawled up on top and with her leather jacket. Because she's began. a cool rider, a cool rider, if it's cool enough. He, he can burn, burn me through and through. through. Oh, that 
that's disgusting. Burn you through and through. I also like that in that class in that high school, everybody was the median age was fifty four. Sure. Oh, burn you through and through. Maybe she meant originally it was burn you through and through. And they were like, that doesn't work. Or he had like jalapeno margaritas before he like came inside her. And she's like. And then she was like, are you eating dry tacos again? Whatever you just put inside. Did you just come inside me? Because that is burning me through and through. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can write that into a song. Read a goddamn letter. Sorry. I'm sorry. This is Grace too. It needs to be addressed. (sighs) There it is. Cleansing. <laughs> TM. All right. All Enough right. with the TM. First of all, look at this picture. Beautiful. 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 Foggy. It's like her own Newport ad. It's, she's hardly in the picture. <laughs> Newport it, cigarettes. It's like just her eyes. True. The Pentagraph, Bloomington, Illinois, June 14th, 1976. Oh, wow. This is a month before. Y- you came born. into this world? Yes. Dear Abby. My problem is my 15-year-old daughter. Here is her routine. The minute she comes home from school, she turns on the TV and watches it until supper time. Right after supper, she calls her girlfriend, and they yak for about an hour. Then her boyfriend calls her, and they yak for another hour. Then she takes a bath and washes her hair. After that, she watches Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. (laughs) When it's over, she calls her girlfriend, and they discuss it. (laughs) Then, Then she starts to do her homework. By that time, she is all tired out. Her grades are barely passing, and she complains that teachers give her too much homework. I tell her if she'd start her homework earlier, it wouldn't be too much. Abby, how does a mother get through a 15-year-old with habits like these? Signed, talking to a wall. Signed, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. So, dear talking, you are about 10 years too late to change the work habits or more appropriately, non-work habits, of your 15-year-old. But try anyway. Insist that she do her homework as soon as she comes home from school. And if she heads for the TV, say, Nothing doing! Nothing doing! Do you see what she did there? Call back. And a riff on it. Nothing doing, nothing doing. Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. (laughs) I don't know what Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman is. Was this a thing that she said her name twice? It was the name of the show. Why they call it Mary Hartman? Why not just Mary Hartman or the Mary Hartman show? Because that's not what they did. Oh, that sucks for everybody who worked in that show. Because every day they'd be like, okay, you guys, rehearsal for Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. It's like, you have to keep saying it over and over again. Aaron McGuire and McGuire. It's like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Well, now he's going to appear. I'm sorry. But if you said Mary Hartman three times, would she appear? In which case, I'd be terrified. <laughs> Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Holy shit, who is she? <laughs> How'd you get in here? Why, hello there. I'm Mary Hartman. I assume that's what she sounds like. I don't know anything Not about really. Mary Hartman. So uh, that was... So the issues... So I can relate to this. Because you, because we were raised on TV. I was raised... I would come home from school. Mm-hmm. I would watch television. My mom would make chicken or pasta, which I never understood why we had pasta when it was so hot outside. Well, look at her house now. <laughs> and then I it was to... just a sign of things to come. <laughs> yeah. And then Who wants French onion soup. Yep. Then I'd come in and maybe I'd look at the books or something. Maybe play with my cars. Um, and then then it would begin. It was like then it was who's the boss? Uh-huh. Um Family Ties. Family ties, mm-hmm. of course. Um started in the afternoon with Nickelodeon. You can't do that on television. Nope. No. No. 
I you went straight more. to I was straight to adult television. Why do I feel like you watched New Heart when you were six years old? I did. Oh, it all makes sense now. Yeah. Of course I did. It tracks. Yeah. Look at the I, face. I mean, like designing women. Cheers. Cheers. Of Golden course. Girls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Knots Landing, Designing Women. Um any Aaron Spelling, uh, Falcon Crest, mm-hmm. um, McCruder and Loud. Oh my God! <laughs> the cops that that uh, were uh, on the same beat, and then they lived together also, and had their apartments divided by a smart bookcase. It really wrote itself. Yeah, I mean, it really did. Just like Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. That's correct. So I was pretty much. My, I think at this point, my parents just. Assume that I would do my homework at some point. And you just never got around to it. Never really And did. because you were the youngest of 50 kids, they never really tracked you, did they? I was also never really interested in what they were teaching me. No. Didn't all. you learn more from TV than anything else? <sighs> yeah. So same with this chick. But what I love is that she had to call her friend before and after Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. I mean, it wasn't that complicated of a show, but I'm glad that she... Yeah, well, then they had to powwow about what they just watched. I like the fact that I've watched all these like Aaron Spelling shows and no discussion afterwards whatsoever. So I'm just watching all these people, these cat fights and fucking or whatever, and then just went to bed and no one even <laughs> talked about it. Like, no one's like, well, Patrick, what did you just watch? Nobody ever addressed <laughs> it. Yeah, none at all. <laughs> I had I had crippling OCD as a kid. I still have OCD. It just shows up in much more useless ways now. I never had the OCD where you could clean and organize things. Why? I don't know. But when I was a kid, I was obsessed with SNL and I would tape them all the time, the VHS tapes. And part of my OCD was that I had to do certain things before I would go to school every day. So it kept everything in my brain in order. And what I had to do was eat a banana and watch old SNL tapes chronically, like intensely, like sitting maybe a foot away from the screen, playing and replaying Wayne's World and Coffee Talk Which and is- Sprockets, basically anything Mike Myers ever did. And I would watch it all the time. And then I would act them out at recess at school for everybody. Well, I guess that's what a normal human being does. Doesn't it make so much sense why I am the way I am? Andrew Schlax and I used to recreate skits in his basement. We'd videotape them. Yes. I don't know where he is now, and I don't know where those videos are now, but oh, that's what I did. I want you to be the <clears throat> Andrew to my Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman. <laughs> we need to recreate skits and just watch TV and then call each other and be like, oh, my God, can you even believe what she did tonight? I mean, uh, how, like, I don't, I, I understand, like, you can always just turn off the television. As, a, like, as a parent. Right. Like, she's doing nothing, really. I mean, my She's parents like, were like, you can't. And they're so tired because they were older that they're like, ugh. Just let him do it. Put him on an iPad. That's the, probably the equivalent. Once Moonlighting is over, you got to go do your homework. Oh, it's my now, God. I love Moonlighting. It's now like nine o'clock. It's like, now's the time to do my homework? Why were we the only 10-year-olds in America who watched Moonlighting? It's like, well, what a dry romance. Will they ever get their act together? Will they ever connect? Just a 10-year-old uh, watching Moonlighting. I mean, I think that's, I don't know. Maybe this is where all the, the quickness comes. Exactly. From, so we, I mean, you this learn is either way. This right. is, I, I, no, no one in school is going to teach me this. Geometry was pointless to me. Any sort of math thing, trying to get that through my head. But if you put math facts in like a Simpsons episode, then maybe I right. would know. I, I guess I was just always a fast talking single girl with a smart haircut. 
And a beret that you could throw into the air. That's right. <sighs> I could take the world on with my smile. I know. But I was probably never that happy. With a great apartment in Minneapolis. Shag mean, carpeting. Never. I don't think there's anything wrong with having TV teach you a and little And a sunken something. living room, because she did. I loved sunken living rooms when I was a kid. That's all I ever wanted. Oh, you don't have it. I have a carpet that makes it look kind of like it's sunken. So I you, you can wax that. I have one. I have won this. Um, I think it's your turn to read. Oh, I think we've okay. exploited this. I think we Next have. Next time I'll proofread. I'll just, I also like that she says yak for about an hour. She'd, she'd call her friend right after supper and yak for about an hour, and then she calls her boyfriend, and they yak for another hour. I just like the word yak. We need to bring yak back. <laughs> Yickety yak. Jack Black. Oh. All right. Uh, I have a very interesting one that I did look up. Uh, it involved me Googling something, so I think oh. you're going to enjoy this. This is kind of horrifying. It is from the Rocky Mount Telegram, Rocky Mount, North Carolina, August 30th, 1964, a Sunday. Dear Ann Landers, school will be starting again soon. Our youngest child will be entering the fifth grade. The teacher has done things my husband and I consider appalling. Our middle child was in Miss V's room two years ago. One day she gave every child in the class a tablespoon of patent medicine. When our child came home and told us about it, we were furious. My husband begged me not to report the teacher to the principal for fear she might take it out on our youngster. Another time, in an attempt to impress the students with the importance of safe driving, she showed the class some pieces of glass stained with blood. A member of her family had been involved in an accident. Our child came home ill. What should we do, if anything? Signed, Vermont Parents. Vermont! What was the thing that they, she forced down their throat? Patent medicine. What's that? P-A-T-E-N-T. I looked it up. It's basically like Pirelli's Miracle Elixir. It's medicine that, that has not been uh, proven to do anything. Oh, like a... Like placebo, a, but like cough syrup or something. Placebo, that, Bryson. A placebo. The medicine for all ages. If ever you drink <laughs> these meds again, <laughs> I swear time. they're working much better. Well, this time will never end. This time you'll grow some hair. <laughs> Whenever you're in my mouth again, <laughs> this time I'll hold it forever. Swallow <laughs> it together. Placebo Bryson. <laughs> it's like the, the shittiest drag queen ever. <laughs> How is Placebo Bryson? He's neither here nor there. <laughs> Oh, Government God. can't make it. Well, uh, you know who can fill in is placebo. Bryson. It's great. He's he'll never. He's not really effective, I mean, but he gets fine. the job done. Oh my God! All right. <laughs> so here's Anne's answer to the Vermont parents. <laughs> Dear parents, if the patent medicine story is true and you did nothing about it, there's something wrong with you as well as the teacher. That glass bit is positively gruesome, and you did nothing about that either. For heaven's sake, round up some other parents and go to see the principal. I kind of love this woman's gorilla attempt at like scaring the shit out of them being like, you see this? This is real blood. It's like in high school. And I can't believe I'm just remembering this right now. In high school, I had an English teacher who had a glass eye. And it was just known that she had a glass eye. It was weird. It was foggy. It was strange. It was like the first generation of glass eye ever. It was like, like Sandy wooden. Duncan's. 
Or like. But not as good. No. Sandy Duncan, you would have to really look and be like, wow, that's a glass eye. This woman. Because it's snowing every time she turns her head. This was like the very first glass eye that was ever created ever. So it was like the bottom of an, of like a beer bottle. It was like all green. It said Rolling Rock on it. <laughs> it was whatever she could find, whatever glass piece worked is. to keep her head from caving in on the right Just side. A, mar- a cat eye marble. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I found it. It belongs to my daughter. I shoved it in my eye she hole. She was doing jacks or something to get a marble set. <laughs> it just sticks out. <laughs> oh, my God. Just a dagger. Mind if I touch it? Sure, it rolls around. That's genius. If you could just put anything you want in the That'd ocular cavity. I'd switch it up all the time. McDonald's. You know, could you use it as ad space? <laughs> Genius. Been freshen been up. This. I'm going to start carving out my eyes and renting out my skull. <laughs> Rent out your skull for ad space. <laughs> then you can quit your job Just and like everybody wins. Ticker, the, like, <laughs> oh, the Dow is up. What? Look at that. Epstein killed himself? Like just a news ticker. Six inch Subway sub, five ninety nine. <laughs> oh my God. pret on Fifth Avenue? I'm what? there. Great ad space. Yes. Oh, so my the teacher had a glass eye. And people talked about it. It was all this uh, hubbub, hubbub. And there was a kid who fell asleep in my class one day, and she couldn't wake him up. And he was just full on, like, done, drooling, laying face down at his desk. And she went over with the metal trash can, and she dropped it by his desk. And he was like, oh, he came 50 feet out of his, his chair because he scared the shit out of her. And she was like, and she just got in his face and she was like, do you see this eye? This is a glass eye. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. He never fell asleep again. That sure as hell for sure. You can't wake up and be like, <gasps> talk about you get ripped from sleep. And there is a woman in her 60s, standing maybe a foot away from your face, screaming, this is a glass eye. I think we all have some sort of teacher that has something like that. A quirk, yeah. We had um, a teacher who was our English teacher who had spray on hair, and then one of his eyes was crossed, and then he wore glasses. (laughs) Oh, wait, where are they getting these people? And he looked like if, if... if you actually put like a belt on a potato and put on some like health shoes, <laughs> but he'd always stand at your desk. He's like, Mr. O'Brien. And I'm like, can you please get your zipper away from the front of my desk, which is a little damp <laughs> and, and you're sweating your hair off. Sir. And I don't know if you're actually talking to me or the other O'Brien in the class because I don't know where your eyes are <laughs> setting. You heard what I'm saying to you. Him? No, Wait, you. Him? Oh, that you? guy. No, Her? Mr. You in the back. The one Wait, behind what? you. I'm so confused. I'm yelling at the kid in the next room. What kid? Your hair is dripping on my desk. What is this brown shit all over my paper? <laughs> Another F. Probably because I was watching the season Clifford. Mary Hartman. Not slanding, you asshole. Now I don't want to hear about the Raven. That sounds stupid. Let's talk about family ties, things that matter. Jesus. Alex P. Keaton got a B plus and it was very traumatic for him. He's a Republican in a Democratic family. (laughs) Let's talk about that. I don't give a shit about Edgar Allan Poe. Talk about a concept you just couldn't have today. (laughs) A Republican in a Democratic family. And what wacky antics are going to happen in that house? I mean, it always ends two in bloodshed. hippies have all these kids <laughs> in Ohio. What will we do, baby? Oh, with that, her. Bop, bop. Oh, 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 my God. 
So I, I, I like and I like the gorilla no approach to educating. Can love each other the gorilla. What will we do, baby, baby without, without us? us. Do you know who, the end of the episode sang, this week. Do you know who sang that? Um, Peebo Bryson. No, um, up, 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 Johnny Mathis. What? Really? Mm-hmm. And, you... and what's her name? Peebo Bryson. Was it Denise Williams? Denise Williams. Oh, my God. Let's hear it for the boy. <gasps> and chances are. Sad. I would never know that. What a perfect combo. And there ain't no, that's just the best. And there ain't no nothing. We, we can't, can't love, love each, each other. There's so many negatives in that sentence that it probably means we hate each other. There ain't. There isn't. There ain't no nothing. There ain't no nothing. We can't love each other. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot. Yeah. No. I, I mean, you know, no one cares. Uh, but again, we slept through English class because we were too busy watching uh, Falcon Crest. That's probably why I didn't Christ. do well in the SATs. Yeah. Same here. I'm not a very good standardized tester. Definitely not. Is well, it, I mean, can, I guess if I studied, I'd probably be- No, good. but even I studied it. I, I took the PSATs and I got terrible. My math scores, I got a 330 on my math SATs. You get 200 just for writing your name. I don't think you do. I may, I may, I don't even think I wrote my name. <laughs> You're like these, I don't know what, ha- did you take the test? Who's Patrick Jenkins? <laughs> Fail. Done. And you pay attention if you were not so close to my zipper. Who is Mallory Keaton and why did she take your PSAT? <laughs> this what? is not part of your essays. I hmm. anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think standardized testing is a good gauge of intelligence. I, I Ain't just no nothing you can standardized test me for. I mean, if you asked me to unpack that, I probably could. And if any kind of marital squabble, I probably could solve it because that's what I was raised on. Yeah. How, how to be a good sitcom family. Yeah. Let me just roll out a Claire Huxtable monologue. Solved. Yeah. Who how is the boss? Who is Angela Bauer, a single woman who has her own agency? Yes. Has her mother live above the garage, taking care of two kids, sexual redhead. Yeah. Tuka and then takes in this Italian with that shitty van. Who's the boss now? Who is the boss? Every time I see Judith Light at my neighborhood or when she walks out of my building when I'm walking in, I'm, I, I think I just instinctively start to cry. Yeah, she takes your breath away. Because she's fucking talented. Yes, she is. I agree. Judy, here's to Judy. Judy. Light. Oh. Uh, she lets me call her Judy. Oh, I don't think she does, but that's cool. Um, it, Is... Uh, no, it's fine. I no, mean, you fine. don't know her. You don't know what my relationship okay. is with her, but that's fine too. Judy By the Light, way, Judy a- Light. <laughs> Judy Light, Judy Light. Yes. So we haven't really addressed the fact that this woman is kamikaze teaching people, that's showing like them was- bits of bloody glass, which I was like, how did you keep that from your family's car accident? Can you imagine she just started giving everyone flu shots? All right, let's <laughs> sign up. Actually, I can't. Flu shots. Hey, anti-vaxxers, everybody in. Made it in my basement with Who some Who doesn't want to die of polio? <laughs> Patent medicine. All right, boys, drop your trousers. We're going to test you for a hernia. Turn your head and cough. All right. No, no, I'm totally, it's fine. I'm fine to do this. Now, uh, turn around and bend over. I'm just going to do a, a taste test. But like, she's given out. Who wants Tito's and vodka? 
huh? I know this is fifth grade, but anyone, you guys gotta so try this. Just anyone some shot. popsicles, or like, how about this watermelon that's been laced with vodka? I know the best way for you to learn. <laughs> Just trust me on this. Girls, it's a breast exam time. Get to the front. Now take your shirts off, face in towards the circle. Who likes Peebo Bryson? I'm just going to turn on a little bit. <laughs> turn, Dim the lights, perhaps. He came up on my mix when I was driving last night, and I did sing along with it, just for the record. Oh, I don't you have see... to. If Peebo comes on your mix, you got to do it. Didn't he sing with Linda Ronstadt, too? Didn't everybody sing with Linda Ronstadt? I didn't so. Mary Hartman sing with Linda Ronstadt? No. It was kind of a 1980s rite of passage. If you did the We Are the World, I think everybody sang with everybody. Well, if you actually watch the video, there's a lot of people that aren't singing. Oh, no, they're just standing there, but they've got one hand on their ear and they're rocking. Yeah, like Sheila E. Oh, yeah. She's like, I'm just doing this. I'm getting like SAG minimum. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've teased out my hair. There's enough hairspray in here to set the whole fucking room Got to get my insurance weeks. Yep. <laughs> got to get them. All right. Let's move along, shall right. we? Do yeah. it. The Decatur Herald, Decatur, Illinois. January 9th, 1976. Dear Abby, is it possible to teach a 51-year-old man to speak correct English? Joe, not his real name, went only as far as the fifth grade and his grammar is terrible. I have corrected him in private, but he makes the same mistakes repeatedly in public, which I find very embarrassing. Most of my friends are well-educated. So am I. And when Joe and I are in their company, I keep hoping he won't talk much because he is sure to say he don't or we was. Uh Uh-oh. He is a fine-looking man of good character who has made a remarkable success in business. But this one fault is too big to overlook. I guess what I really want to know is, can a 51-year-old man who is smart in money matters learn proper grammar at his age or is it too late? Signed, Joe's Lady Friend. Mm. You've read that in such a sultry tone. And her lady parts. I just peebo jo- Bryce in my jo- pants. Joe's lady parts. Mm. Dear friend, a smart person can learn anything he wants to learn if he's sufficiently motivated. The questions here are, does Joe think he needs to learn? And if not, how important is this fault to you? Oh, that was it? That's it. Oh. That's all she's got. That's That wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Well, it was somebody here. No. Oh, it's my computer. Stupids. So can you just admit that you were wrong and say that? It no, was I'll never admit anything. Okay. I am perfect. And the world understands that I am perfect. Well, he don't and we was is what we're talking about. Okay. Um, he don't. I am a grammar whore. Oh, so Just I get very, whore. I balk at the, mm, it's there, 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 T-H-E-R-E, T-H-Y apostrophe R-E, you know, those, those kind of things drive everybody up a wall. Sure. If you, if you have proper grammar. Uh, my, my husband mixes words up a lot, but it's funny. Mm-hmm. And I, I, <laughs> I, I maybe Hopefully overcorrect he him. Oh, oh, he does it all the time. It's, it's. I think I told you about this. I think you did. When he was talking about the couple that was, uh, he's just talking about a couple that would get in fights all the time. And he was like, when they got together, it was just like a Mazel Tov cocktail. Yes. yes. <laughs> so he, I don't know what you'd call these terms. Uh, 
you know, I'm actually keeping like a running tally of them on my phone, which may not be a supportive wife oh, thing to do, yeah, but it is an upward like make comic. Make a list of your husband's faults. Yes. It really his, comes in handy That's later. what you have to do because yeah, these will come so. in handy on stage. And for a sitcom, oh. when I have to create the character of Jim, the guy who mixes up words and says supposedly. Well, I mean, that's just unexcusable. I know. Unexcusable? Inexcusable. Inexcusable. See what's what I did? what's the one that you always oh console, the word the word C O N S O L E. How do you say that word? Console? Yes. He says counsel. And I keep trying to change it. You mean like as a lawyer? Like Yes. And he but he's like, Oh, if we put the council here and I was like, um the the group of men who are gonna Marky decide Post? your future. We're, what we're are gonna you gonna put Marky Post over there? <laughs> if we put the council up against the wall. Make it seem like no, no, oh. I can't hear you. This is not part of your put. You are not in in this conversation on a microphone right now, so you could defend yourself to the death. But this is what happens. Overruled. <laughs> the, the council has voted. Overruled. The council Sit has down, voted. Ma'am. Sit down, ma'am. <laughs> Sir, please. I continue. said good day. I please. actually I do keep a, a list of them. Overruled. <laughs> Sit down, ma'am. <laughs> Sir, please go ahead with your statement. Oh. Plutonically, uh, that was another one. You know, they're they, platonic. Yes. How do you how do you say that? Platonic. Platonic. He says plutonic. Well, maybe he likes Disney. Maybe he likes Pluto. Um, if that's a kink, then this is what we're going to work out in therapy. I thought the shoes but, were kind of a. <laughs> the console has voted. Please, sir. I said good day. Yes. So uh, I have a thing about. Language, so I would not be able to be with this man if if I corrected him privately and he did it in public. I'd be like, mm, "This is an issue." Now, for me and and my husband, it's just entertaining. Well, I don't think she's probably saying what she really needs to say, this which is, is like, he's dumb. No, he's I think dumber she's than like, me. She needs to have the conversation. Like, hey, I've noticed a couple things. Can I don't think you? that they've been dating long enough for this to be a thing hmm. where she he's she's gonna. I don't know. Well, is I mean, that a, is that is that going to be a game changer? Will she not date somebody if their bad grammar continues? Well, this is. Hmm. And she, uh, it's more of a statement on I'm educated. You're not educated because she did say at one point, I'm very smart. I'm very smart, but he is also very smart. Oh, see, but she felt like she had to say that. I'm sure. Well, but because she only, was going to come. He's only gotten as, as far as the fifth grade. That is, is her saying. A, that is her making an education call. Which I am smarter than he is. That he's gotten as, as successful. I mean, obviously, he ended up with her in only fifth grade education. Yeah, but she was drunk at a whiskey bar. Yeah, we don't know where they met. Only a fifth grade education. Well, this was nineteen seventy six, yeah. and he's fifty one. That's I forgot the numbers. See, because I'm I'm stupid. Yeah. I only graduated college. Wow. Look where it got me. And look at us now, sitting uh, around a circular table table at a basement, and bas- drinking in the middle of an afternoon. And basically someone's wet nurse, 24 hours. Ew! She, has she stopped suckling? <laughs> no. I'm trying to wean her. And I haven't either. Oh. Yes. Um, so, so there you go. That's what I have to say about that. Is there anything you want to add to the thought process of this? I mean, we don't, it's kind of like when someone corrected me about like, uh, we at, like, where are you at instead of like, where are you? You, you texted somebody that. 
I think I may have said it once. and I say it all the time. Where you at? Where you at? Yeah. Instead of saying, where are you? That's what it is. Well, because it's a, it's a casual, you're not doing it without like the thought of it being a quirky sort of ism. I don't know. I think now it's kind of superseded what it was intended for. Like you were making fun of it at first and now it's actually rolled into your regular vocabulary. I think I heard it and then it stuck. That's what happened. Oh. But I don't really say it anymore. I'll say, where are you? Oh, because you got called out on it? I was called on like years and years and years ago. And also because I'm really educated and super smart, <laughs> despite all of the scores on any test I've ever taken in my life. I know, but it doesn't make a difference. SATs don't. It's bullshit. Do they really actually still look at them in colleges now? Is that really a thing? I don't know. I don't go to college. Like I'm way smarter in person than I am on paper. Probably. <laughs> Aren't I? Probably. And I'm way prettier in person than I am on. Whoa. Mary Harvin, Mary Harvin, Mary Harvin. (laughs) You rang. I think it's your turn to Uh, uh, take us on a. I'm going to finish us off here before we head on to our other segments. Let me grab a towel. Let me finish. finish Everybody freshen up. (laughs) Freshen up gum. Shoot it in your mouth and take it on down. Freshen up. What's that in her eye? Is that an ad for freshen up gum? (laughs) is that i thought she had pink eye no just no no, it's just a commercial they're everywhere uh this is from the star press of muncie indiana august 11th 1961 oh august hey hey the the title of this is flunks jim refuses embarrassing showers oh no i feel like this might hit home for you i also feel like i read this one oh this is a dear this is an ann landers Correct. Okay. Dear I, Ann Landers. I fell on a oh, Ann Landers. You fell on her. Well, you wouldn't be the first, and I'm sure you won't be the last. Dear Ann Landers, school will be starting in a few weeks. I would like to get this settled in advance. Our 16-year-old daughter flunked Jim last year because she refused to take showers. She explained that the shower curtains don't cover the stalls, and sometimes it's embarrassing. I've told her, that she is right, and as far as I'm concerned, she doesn't have to take showers. The school authorities say no showers, no credit. Are we living under a dictatorship or what? I think our school should encourage encourage modesty among young girls. Please print your answer. I expect to fight it out with the school in September. Signed, Michigan Mother. This is what you, you're going to really like fight it out because the, the shower curtain? Because, well, she doesn't want to. Why should you flunk if you don't want to take a shower after Jim? Is the issue. But here's what I think you might be on Anne's side, which is surprising. Ready? Dear mother, your daughter should adhere to the rules and take showers after gym class. What you call modesty is an unhealthy feeling about herself, which has implications of greater importance than whether or not she flunks gym. Please, for her sake, reverse your stand and urge her to do as the other girls do. Anne. No. You don't agree with her. No. I don't agree with her either. I don't agree with her. In fact, I had a conversation about when I was going into high school about uh, communal showering with one of my sister's boyfriends at the time. We're, it, was a, it was the most random question because oh. I was very concerned because I think I was aware of my Gayness. Inner, inner secret. Uh-huh. And I'd asked about you know gym class or whatever, which I wasn't very good at anyway. P.E. If you will. <laughs> And, Call back. Uh, and um and uh then I said, so and so if you 
have gym in the morning, then I guess you'll have to shower then. He's like, uh-huh. I said, so are we, do you have to? And my sister's boyfriend was like, yeah. I said, do you all shower like together? He's like, yeah. So is, what, is it like a stall or is it a curtain? He's like, no, we're all to shower together. Oh, God. Like, okay, okay. <sighs> and then my, I'm just like, I just remember this. I can remember it like, okay. I remember feeling like nearly ill. Like, you were hyperventilating. Oh yep. Like, oh, God. He's like, why? What's the question? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just wondering. Like, that's, I mean, the, the, you can't like do it by yourself. Do you have to, can, do you, can, can you go like by yourself somewhere? And he's like, what's happening? My sister was like, What's wrong with you? What's with all these weird questions? That would give me anxiety with a secret or no. A big room full of people showering. Yeah, it's like Lucas. Did you ever see that movie, Lucas? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like I can't deal with dressing rooms where they flush women into the center of the room. Like they put one mirror in the middle of the room and now all these women who are trying on clothes for the very first time have to be forced to like model them in front of each other. And like a big group dressing room like Lomans. I was like, I don't know any of you. Mm-mm. Why should I be naked around any of you? Mm-mm. Why would you ever take – why a group shower with zero dividers between any of you? All I can Correct. think of is school ties. Yeah, it's like that. And keep in mind, I think I've already said this, my gym uniform was a black and white T-shirt, and the only black part was the the rim of the sleeves and the, the collar, uh-huh. and white shorts, <gasps> which are shorter than the shorts I'm wearing right now. Why did you go to the sexiest Catholic school ever? <laughs> they, were, they were white and a jock strap. And then you would run on a field or whatever. So we're all running on that. And then if we had gym, if we had to go to the pool and we didn't have our Speedo, <gasps> we had to wear our white, our white shorts that are, you know. Sears Roebuck, what a nightmare. <laughs> and then when you'd get out of the, the pool, now you are- it- you have use their shrinkage. You just ever see everyone's dick. What? Keep in mind that my brother also had to go to gym class, and when they had to swim in the pool, they had to swim naked. What? What school was this? This is our all if this boys doesn't ca- tell you anything about Catholicism, I don't all know. All boys to- Catholics. Why did they have to get completely naked? What was that about? No clue. Oh my god. But when I the when I I heard that that's what they used to do, and then I of course I was like, that can't that can happen in the 90s. And luckily they didn't. But I had like the white short extravaganza. Uh, 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 I'm speechless. Crazy. By this sexy co-ed school, this this John Hughes style. Let me just tell you, if, I were, High if I were in school, any kind of shape, it would have been like a, a dream come true. Oh my God. However, I was not. And Oh my God. I mean, it was nice to look around. I'm I'm astonished because in my gym class, we didn't do anything that broke a sweat. So a shower was not a necessary thing. At one point, the teacher took out padded bats and made us hit each other with padded bats for 45 minutes because we didn't have a lesson plan. We had to wrestle. Oh, my God. So I want you to imagine. Naked wrestling. Remember that Nair commercial? Like, do you wear short (laughs) shorts, Nair for short shorts? Those are basically our gym shorts. Now, imagine... Two men in high school wrestling in that. What? Did you grow up in ancient Greece? <laughs> Where did you grow up? I was up not that very good was... at that either. Wow. Toga parties instead of English class? Why? 
I did dress up in a toga once, I think in the fifth grade, because I did um, a talent competition and we did Shout from Animal House. <laughs> and you were Belushi. <gasps> but it was I, a lip sync thing, but it was pretty funny. I don't think, I mean, see, I'm coming from a different perspective from this. It was just like, nobody's sweating that much that you really need to take a shower. And our we showers did. were the same way where it was like, I went into the, the uh, locker room. I never saw anybody taking a shower. Nobody used them. They were there, but they didn't, they weren't usable. No, we all did. And we had those, um, those like plastic sheets where everything gets a little gamey and mangled. So it's not like it covered from side to side. So if somebody were in there, you'd see full ass. Not a single stall. Oh my God. Your high school is my like, imagine, nightmare. Imagine this building, this building, this room, the Tiki Lounge covered in tile and then just 18 spouts. naked boys. Around the room. We That's can do cool. that when we redecorate. And then just one post with a few in them. I'm like, so we're just. Oh my like God. A, I pictured a stripper pole. As soon like, as you it said was like a, like a square post with like a spout on each side. So you're basically just showering, looking at someone, which I've never thought I'd ever want to do. And then God forbid you get an erection. No, forget it. You get your ass kicked. Yeah. I've seen school ties. I've seen Matt Damon. Yeah. That's insane. So you, you didn't have a choice whether you liked it or not. You had to take a shower at the end of gym. Like it was worked into you the time of your you school. You had to, yeah. You had, you had, well, also because if you were outside, if you ran, wow. you'd have to t- fucking take a shower. The only thing they ever used our gym locker room for, for us, was to test us for scoliosis, which was also done by the gym teacher. Which, who who decided, you think that there's a healthcare crisis in America? There's always been a healthcare crisis. There was a guy, like a drunk guy named Mr. Murphy, who was like, bend over, roll up. You're straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Listen, I hope they Mr. said Murphy, that to you in the show. I think you got something wrong. I beg to differ, sir. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go swimming again. It also explains why I'm shaped like a question mark. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Scoliosis in a in a locker room. That was all I ever used the showers for. Mm. Kinky. Yeah. Wow. How about that? I think that we have, we have ridden this Peebo Bryson <laughs> all the way into... The stable. And I think personally that it's time for Listen to me. Listen to me. If ever you're in my inbox again, this time I'll read your listener mail. Freshen up with your. Yes. It is time for listener mail. We are taking your advice questions and we are attempting to answer them in the style of Anne and Abby. And um, I want you guys to keep on sending them to us Please to dearpotofficial at gmail.com. We have a couple of doozies this week. I'm very excited you about these. And I, I feel like you should definitely start us off with one specific one. They so are uh, delicious. I think that um, it's time. Oh, I see. I think I know which one you'd like me to start okay, with. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. There's a. I have a preference. Let me. Let me find the letter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dear Pod. Mm-hmm. <sighs> My husband is a diehard Mariah Carey fan. Yes, I know what you're thinking. Even in 2019, I support his interests, even though I don't share all of them. But he has recently taken his Mimi obsession to a whole new level. He recently brought home a long cardboard tube. <laughs> I asked him, babe, what is that? With the wide grin of a five-year-old on Christmas morning, he unraveled from the tube a massive poster of Mariah Carey's 2001 box office flop. Hmm. Glitter. (laughs) 
I asked him, are you planning on hanging that in our apartment? And he responded, yes, I'm going to have it framed. This thing is so large that it would require its own wall in our home. I am horrified and don't know how to respond. I love my husband and want him to support his interests, but I just don't know if I can take it that far. Lord knows I'm gay, but I'm definitely not that fucking gay. What should I do? Sign, glitter bombed in New York. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Okay. This is what she says. <laughs> Dear Glitter, I'm not sure what more I can add to one of the greatest artists of our time, a living legend who has managed to not only have a number one album, but also having an album chart 17 years after its release and finally garnering the attention that it deserves. Not to mention, the only artist to resurrect the dead and redundant Christmas album genre with a revelation and inventive album producing one of the greatest Christmas recordings of all time. You should be horrified by your own selfish negligence and not acknowledging this award-winning songstress importance in your partner's life. Maybe she saved him like Doris Day did in singing K Sarah Sarah in The Man That Knew Too Much. I assume that you knew your husband's devotion to one of Billboard's greatest artists for a while now, and you had your choice back when you met him, whether to pass or play, and you chose to play and even marry him. So to quote your own crass letter, yes, sir, you are that fucking gay. (laughs) I assume that there are many, many things about you that your partner has had had to endure, right? I'm sure that you have quirks and idiosyncrasies yourself that may rub him the wrong way. I'm sure if you sat down and thought about it, your list would quickly come to life. Maybe there is a compromise here, somewhere. And you have had this devoted husband, and I'm sure overly supportive husband, there is a small space for this treasured treasure. Maybe he can decoupage a tray using the poster or a handbag or a tabletop. Hmm. Have a think on it, dream lover. You might be able to be his hero yet and have him feel emotions deeper than he's ever dreamed of. Because I'm sure that anytime you need a friend, he will be there because you belong together. So make it happen. And someday she will be your vision of love too. Signed, Justice for Glitter. Actually, that deserves a stand on, stand by me. Applaud. Oh, wait. Lean on me. Lean on standing by me. Applause. <laughs> I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand. On I don't. I mean, I think that's. I. Uh, interesting. Hmm. And smart. I mean, very. Hmm. Well, I, I mean, think, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I really hope that this. the husband follows through and just takes a listen to the needs of, of the spouse. Yeah, I mean. Well, it's important, clearly. You know, there's a counterpoint to every argument. No, I understand, but I mean. Let me ask the console. Nope. <laughs> Let me find out. Here's here's what here's what Anne has to say oh, to such an issue. Okay. Yes, there's there's other people involved in this, you know. Ah, interesting. Okay. Go ahead. Dear Glitter, I can't help but feel I'm being baited to talk about my distaste for this overhyped, under-talented Q-level pop star who has more filler Uh, than a child uses when they visit the Build-A-Bear workshop. mm. But that's just my suspicion. 
The real issue here is one of marital compromise, not questionable musical taste. Mm. My Jules once brought home a life-size cardboard cutout of Roy Rogers that he won at a pancake breakfast raffle. I knew I shouldn't have let him go alone. He was pleased as punch that he finally won something and wanted to display it proudly in the living room. I didn't want to deflate his balloon, so I said, fine, put it in the corner. Two nights later, when nature called at 2 a.m., I got up to go to the bathroom. I walked by the living room, completely forgetting Roy was hovering hovering in the corner. Of course, I saw the silhouette in the darkness, (laughs) thought it was a burglar, and let out a scream that is still hanging somewhere over the Midwest. After that, Roy was relocated to the shed where he still resides to this day. Jules gets to keep his major award, and I get to keep my stomach lining. (laughs) And he gets to see Roy every day for the 30 minutes he is bound and gagged in the shed. Oh. Rather than force your husband to see your side, let him see for himself. Hang the 30-foot Mimi in the living room and let him see that maybe it's too much to stare at her 15 by 15 tatas 24-7. Nope. After a couple of days staring up her nostrils, maybe he'll rethink the purchase and put it in a less communal space. Hmm. I realize this could backfire and he'll love her more than ever. In that case, fight backfire with fire. Bring home a massive framed poster of Howard the Duck and say, I thought we were going for a theme. Hopefully, he'll see that movie flop posters are great for kitsch, but don't belong on display in the home of two grown men, gay or nay. There is also the flip side of this. Maybe you'll find yourself enjoying this extra large photo of failure. In that case, Godspeed. Everyone wins and Mariah Carey will enjoy the 30% kickback she gets from that Amazon sale. Anyway, you cut it in the end, marriage is about compromise, dubious taste and all. You won't know what looks good until you try. I frankly think his love for this trash sandwich alleged musical artist is grounds for divorce, but that's neither here nor there. Wow. I wish you all the best in your home design. And if you ever need a six-foot Roy Rogers, you know where to find him. Hmm. And... Wow, it's just strange. She's so factually inaccurate. In her how? how? There was nothing stated there that. No, there. Were, like I'd have to read it. I'd have. To oh yeah, back. you would have to read it because there's nothing in your head that's popping forward that would be an inaccurate. I think her sweeping judgment call of talentless. I think it's. I think once you win a Grammy, hey, an opinion is several, an opinion. You well, can't say not, factual or no. I, I think I can. A lot of people have won awards that don't deserve them. Like who? Did Jennifer Hudson really need that Best Supporting Actress Academy Award? Um, Exactly. I rest my case. Now over to the console. But she she didn't win another one. So whereas Miss Carey has won several, not just Grammys, but other awards. What's a Grammy though? Really? Really? I mean, is that really, that's probably one of the easiest. I think that really I mean, there's uh, chocolate underneath that gold coating. Well, I mean, there's millions upon millions of people that have purchased her. Her. her Period. Al- the her, end. You could have albums. just stopped right there. I'm that would have been more accurate. You know, no one's really, allegedly Jennifer Hudson has one of the greatest singing voices, but apparently no one cares. Yeah. That's not the question that's on, anyway. on, on the table here is, do you need a 30-foot version of a shitty movie? You know, at my friend's house, for some reason, he has a framed poster of Goodwill Hunting. I used to have that. It's a great film. But yeah. what a weird thing to frame and put on your wall. 
Yeah. He's listening right now. That's fine. I no used judgment. to have it as a child, along with Days and Confused. Now, <laughs> now, see, I had an assortment of Joey McIntyre items framed, but the reason well, that they were framed trash. and hung is because I wanted to be with him okay. spiritually, so, physically. So something's obviously structurally wrong with your brain. Let's go into the next one. Okay, yes, we? yes. It's time. It is time for number two. I'll- Speaking of number two, <laughs> I'm going to have to... I have to Peebo Bryson myself very soon, so I'll, I'll speed this along. All right. Dear Pot, I have a nanny slash housekeeper who I am having issues with. Sometimes she is incredible and goes above and beyond. She will do things around the house that I wouldn't do. And there are times when I'm not sure if she screwed her head on at all that morning. Yikes. Recently, she showed me a, quote, funny, end quote, video on her phone of her trying to prank her boyfriend, even though it was a fail. She told me she was trying to catch him by showing him a pair of undies, in parentheses, I hate the word panties, and then insisting he tell her who they belong to. I asked if she thought this was cheat, if she thought he was cheating. She said no. So I didn't get the point of all this, but agreed to watch this ridiculous <laughs> video. As I am watching the video, and in it she's holding up a woman's thong, I recognize the damn underwear. I said to her, is that yours? She said yes, brushing it off like it was nothing. Now, that particular thong is very popular. I understand that. However, it is also really expensive, and I know she wears full-coverage underwear. You can see the outline through her pants. I can't prove that she stole my underwear for this prank, but my intuition is so strong that she did. My question is, what do I do now? Signed, Weirded Out in Westchester. How expensive are thongs? It's really just like dental floss with a waistband. Yes, they can get up there price-wise. There is a brand called Hanky Panky. What? 20 bucks a thong, roughly. Is that a lot? Oh, please, La Perla? They're making so much money off of of selling like air and thread. Okay. So so now you know. How much is two exist underwear? A pair. Mm, Depends. Ah! No pun intended. I like 30 bucks, but if you- I can't you can, wait to wear Depends. I should technically have been wearing them for about 10 years now. I, or at least when you were a child. If I know, whenever I meditate. If I'm going to TM today, I got to get some Depends. Okay. A poise pad. Or a serenity cup. Mm-hmm. So here's what Anne had to say. All right. Got to get this closer. Hit to it, face. toots. Dear West, let me begin by saying nobody likes the word panties. <laughs> It's impossible to say it without giggling and or sounding like a pedophile. I believe Victoria's real secret was that she hates the word as much as the rest of us. The only way I find it tolerable is to add vowels thusly. Pionies! Like a whistle ring. Join me in my crusade, dear readers, to change our relationship with this word forever and adopt pionies into your vocabulary. Now, to your problem. Honey... If your gut is telling you this chick has been rifling through your skimpies and flimsies, you're probably right. You said you can see the outline of her granny trunks through her pants, a detail I find almost as creepy as the word panties, but that's a topic for another day. (laughs) Nonetheless, the proof is in the panty. Proving an employee has been pilfering your clam wrappers is a stickier wicket. So might I suggest setting a panty trap? The next time you see her, simply say, Have you seen my lacy red thong? I ask because I have a raging case of scabies and I can't risk having one of the kids put it on their head and, God forbid, catch this incredibly contagious disease. How she behaves in the moments that follow will tell you all you need to know. 
Does she hop on the phone with a doctor? Does she excuse herself for the afternoon and go to the walk-in clinic? Does she start scrubbing her hands with soap and water, screaming unclean like she's Lady Macbeth? (laughs) These actions will speak louder than words, and you're well within your rights as an employer to show her the door. While you may have the instinct to yell, that's for pawing my laperlas, stifle it. Be the portrait of professional. If you're concerned about the thong thief bringing a wrongful termination suit, don't be. The law is on your side. According to my ex-boyfriends, lawyers Schwartz, Perry, and Heller in New York State, without a written agreement for a specific term, employment is at will. The New York law allows an employer to fire you on a whim or for a totally arbitrary reason. How do you like them pantaloons? In the future, do your due diligence and hire someone you touch with your snatch covers or set up a nanny cam in your bloomer drawer. Hashtag protect your peonies. P.S. How pricey are these panties? I'd love to get Jules a pair for Christmas. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Factual. She looked up information. First for About termination. You too could be fired for no good reason. And God help you. I hope you are. I have, I've had that in many of my uh, your, em- your, employment things. Those are called jobs. Yes. I think <laughs> I just. My employment thing. I guess I should have had breakfast. I stroked. All right. Oh, do Here's it. Here's Abigail. Oh, I, went, I went to a happy place. I went. I went to the white room. All right, go on. Okay, great. I'm going to have to drive you home. (laughs) Dear Weirded Out, this thong craze has apparently reached your housekeeper. Mind you, I've been wearing the same style of unmentionables since they discovered fire and have been covering up with that nude color of legs or underalls, depending on availability, of course. I once heard of a gal, Kitty McDonough, who left such an impression on her seamstress that she started to dress in similar fashion. Same cut of skirt, same brand of blouse, similar strand of pearls. She took it as flattery as she was dressing to impress. Not quite sure if she started wearing the same brassiere or pantaloons. She was so flattered that she went out one day and purchased the very same pair of Manola Blahniks for her birthday. As she came back to the apartment to surprise her with the gift, she, she caught her husband in her La Perla thong and garter while the seamstress was sketching him in front of our living room fireplace. Maybe your housekeeper is trying to aspire to be just like you. Maybe she's trying to dress for the job that she wants and not the job that she has. It could possibly be her thong and she could have just saved up all of her money or perhaps she has a side job. It's a seamstress. Who knows? But if your spider sense is so strong, but you don't have any proof, well, then I suggest that you keep that thong collection behind lock and key. I'm sure you don't want to ask for it back, which begs the question... Who wants to wear someone else's underwear? Gross. I know of a family where the mother and daughters, yes, that's right, that's plural, daughters, each use each other's undergarments. (gasps) I cannot even imagine what possesses someone to even let their little brain think of tiptoeing into your mother's closet and wearing her underwear. Maybe I've heard of someone's brother or husband, but girls, ugh, they should know better. And as the head of O Magazine would say, when you know better, you do better. And you better watch those panties before you see a similar VPL on your housekeeper. Oh, is that true? I cannot picture sharing underwear with my mother. 
I would I would hoist it up a flag uh, pole and salute a flagpole. I would hoist it up a flagpole and salute it before I would ever put it on my body. That is horrifying. People share undies like that, especially a thong. I'm gonna vomit. No, keep your keep your ass floss in your own ass. Keep your mudslide to yourself in your own drawer. Keep your Peebo Bryson and your own peonies. It's like someone just sat. A mudslider? In a melted Snickers oh, bar. Oh, <laughs> No. And now someone else is going to wear it. Oh, this is so much peony talk before noon. My God. Oh, wait. It's afternoon. Which I'm means gonna... that <gasps> it's time for a specialty cocktail. Specialty drink. A specialty cocktail. What will we do, baby, without a drink? What will we do, baby, with a drink? This week I am very excited about this cocktail because it was created by Mr. Ben Jeffrey, the mixologist of the famed Hakuna Hut in the heart of old Broadway. And this week... In tribute to school time, we're bringing you a classic, the Vesper. Uh. Yes, which is two ounces of New Amsterdam gin, one ounce bison grass vodka, one ounce Lily Blanc, a favorite here at the at the um, pineapple ranch. And yes, Blanc. and her Blanc, and a lemon that. twist garnish. So we have some extensive tasting notes from Mr. Ben Jeffrey this week, oh. and here they are. Returning to school, in this case, hopefully university, since we're talking booze here, can be a stressful time for all of us. Navigating new social structures and relationships, the stress of a busy schedule, balancing work and play, it's enough to make anybody need a drink. But drinking in college presents its own set of difficulties. What do I have that makes me seem cool but not a prude? How do I find a classic cocktail that isn't also used as paint thinner? How do I avoid date rape? You know, all the important questions. Look no further than the Vesper, the beverage created and immortalized by James Bond in the very first Ian Fleming novel featuring 007. The Vesper is the perfect year-round drink, refreshing and floral enough for a warm summer night on the veranda, but packing enough booze to keep you warm on a cold winter's night. It's a classic cocktail that remains as trendy as the hippest fad. After all, if it's cool enough for Daniel Craig's Bond, surely it's cool enough for everyone in your dorm room. Ladies and gentlemen, the Vespa! Vespa! Now, see, originally I thought school, oh, maybe we'd have some Boone's Farm or uh, Woodchuck Cider. I once drank two 30s of a Woodchuck Cider. That is 60, 60 ounces of Woodchuck Cider. I saw my shoes come out my mouth that night, and that is college, my dear. <gasps> I this went looks- on a date with um, a girl that had too much Boone's Farm wine, and she got blackout drunk and nasty. Boone's Farm. Zeta Toff. Cheers. Boone's Farm will kill you. Strawberry kiwi. I did not care for it. Mm. But I care for this. Oh, my God. That is life-changing. I'm going to pull off your La Perla and floss with it. I'm going to freshen up in my pants right now. <laughs> I'm going to Peebo this Bryson. <laughs> I can't. I, this Cosby cocktail that you just put in my mouth? Uh, who cares if you're conscious or not? <laughs> It's worth it for that flavor. What is that? Oh, it's the bison grass vodka that gives it this weird sort of like herbal vibe. It almost tastes a little cinnamony. Cinnamony. 
Like, think cinnamon and then take a sip. Oh, that's not oh, my who's resume. pretty? Hi. <laughs> it's just my resume. It's just my resume that I'm sending. I'm, are you getting like a helicopter and then just throwing them out of the helicopter? Anybody. Over New anybody York State? hire me. Just paper Anyone it. at Pratt needs some? I can definitely be faster Everybody's than this like, woman behind the counter. Is there a parade? Is there a parade? What's the confetti that's falling from the sky? Oh, it's Patrick's. <laughs> if I would, if I somehow ended up working at the Pret right across the street from my house, mm. I would be, I would take it so seriously and be like, nope, there's not a line here. Because of course my anxiety would kick in and that's why I don't have a line. Because I'm like, yes, yes, I want to yes, clean yes, it yes, out. Clean go, it go, out. Go, go, yep. We need you at Pret-a-Manger. People yeah. need I you to move things along. I won't be able to afford my apartment, but I will be the fastest. And you will be the happiest barista. you've ever been. So uh, please email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com, with any of your advice questions and any job leads for Patrick that have to do with anything to yeah. make him happier anywhere ever. Or if Ain't you- no nothing you can't love each other through. Ooh, ooh. Hey, listeners, uh, if you like what you're hearing, please rate, review, and subscribe us wherever you download podcasts. Follow us on our social media, at Dear Pod Official across the board. And hey, hey, come and see me on September 11th. I know, the best of all dates, but it's a good day for comedy. That night, I will be headlining Caroline's Comedy Club in Midtown Manhattan. September 11th at 7.30, I'll be joined by some fantastic comics, Jean-Marco Ceresi, Charles McBee, and Carrie Ann Caudet, and me! doing 45 minutes of comedy in your face live. Please go to erinmaguire.com, M-A-G-U-I-R-E, for tickets, or go right to carolinesonbroadway.com for tickets. I'll see you at the show. I love ya. I won't be there. You're required to. I won't be there. Let's ask the console. (laughs) And there ain't no nothing we can't love each other through. What would we do? Without us, shalala la 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 la